Didn't matter how smart I was. Didn't matter what I felt like I could do. Didn't matter, didn't matter, didn't matter. What mattered was what was I going to do and why was I doing it? You know, and in the end, how much more could I do? And how much more was I willing to give? Whether I'm giving to you, someone else, or myself. All right, welcome to Let's Talk Real. We are here with the Phil Gers of the Gers team, real estate team. Welcome. Thank you. All right, all right. Tell her. Yeah, no, I'm I'm glad to have you, man. We've been we've known each other for a while now. We've never actually gotten to, to sit down and chat in this environment. We yeah. we've hung out obviously in other environments on the golf course and yep. dinners, uh, at events, but now we get to actually let's talk real. So, um, tell us a little bit about your your real estate team for those that don't know you. And, yeah. Um, what that looks like. We're, so we're the Gerdes team. We're out of Maryland and Northern Virginia. Uh, we've got about thirty. 30 people on the team between agents and staff, uh, media, everybody else. Um, we've been a team now. We're in year four and we, um, oh, we're having a lot of fun, man. We're just, we're, we're, we're having a better year this year, almost by double than what we had last year. So it's, it's an exciting time to be in real estate. It's an exciting time to be on the team. So that, and that, so let me just, uh, so in a, in a time where, Everyone's screaming doom and gloom, like the market's crashing, all the things that you have there, you're actually doing better than you were last year. We are, we're doing better than we've ever done. So not even just last year, we're doing better than that hyper COVID market where it seemed like you could just walk outside and blink and you sold a house. We're doing better than that. Okay. And it's, it's just a testament to the team and, and, and what our focus has been and the shifts that we made um, and the putting in the work. You know, you just have some folks that are just ready and willing to put in the work. Can't forget about that part. Yeah. But, <laughs> oh, the work, all work. Oh, the work part. Oh, um, the work part. I just had to uh, pick you that. Okay, <laughs> so it's not just that. They, they actually yeah, actually have to do the work. Okay, so yeah, that's good. And, and, you know, and you're, you know, known in our circles for being a leader, you know, being a motivator and, and actually inspiring people, being a good person and sharing and giving. Um, how do you think that translates to what your team is doing in serving the consumer? Yeah. Uh, service is, it's every, it's every part of what we do. You know, we don't look at commission splits. We don't, none of that matters nearly as much to us as serving the client. And for me, my client is not only the person buying or selling a home, but it's my agents as well. So when, and I'm also in production. So when my agents see me and how I work, I find that they it trickles onto them. That skill is transferred over and that mindset and that that approach to how do I serve first? The money will come, but you have to bless the people. You have to serve the person first. It just transfers to the agents and that's the approach they they take. So it's neat because I find that a lot of folks will be like, man, you guys went above and beyond. And for us, we're just like, that's just, that's just what y'all, right? That's just, that's the jump. Yeah. That's what we thought it was. Yeah. Too, so. Yeah, so who's going um, not as far and below? Right, you know. So right, yeah. No, I just I want to do like half the work and for twice the pay. No, it doesn't work. No way. It doesn't work. You do twice the work for half the pay. Exactly. Yeah. So, but but it's about the connections. It's about the service. It's about helping people achieve that goal. And this this idea that like I might sell my twentieth home, but they're buying their first one or their first one in an extended period of time, or their most important one, or selling their most important one. So just getting away from this idea that it's um, like it's just another 
It's just another, another deal. Another deal. Another transaction. Yeah, right. It's the deal for that person that's in it. And, and a lot of us real estate agents, we haven't like bought a home in a while. So we tend to forget. We haven't sold a home in a while. We tend to forget. It's stressful. Yeah. It's a big freaking deal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so uh, service first. Okay. Yeah. And and so where'd you get that? I mean, where did that mentality come from? Because I mean, mm-hmm. like where did you just decide that you wanted to go in above and beyond? I mean, how did you? Yes and no. Um, so I, I, without getting a long drawn out story, uh, in, in my past life, when things weren't as good, uh, I called my cousin one Christmas, one New Year's Eve. And I was like, Hey, you know, Chris, I'm, uh, I'm done, man. I'm, I'm over this. I've had enough. And he thought I was going to actually commit suicide. And I was like, no, 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 you don't understand. Like I'm done with this life. This life that I've built is not serving me and it's not what I expected. So I'm going to change everything. He said, well, what are you going to do? I said, well, I'm just going to do for other people. I said, for one year, I am only going to do things for other people. And and I didn't know what I was going to get from it. But I, I knew one thing. That wasn't the approach I'd ever taken. Mm-hmm. So let's just see what happens. It took a year and a half. Now, this was never the plan. The, mm-hmm. the whole intention was do for other people. A year and a half later, I was a millionaire. And I, I was, well, wait a minute. How did that happen? That's it. Right? Because I never thought to go make money. I just thought to go serve people because that's the approach I knew I'd never taken. But it's neat. Like when you stop only thinking of yourself and you start putting other people first, it's neat how the right people and the right opportunities, they, they, it feels like they're falling in your lap, but they're not. You're earning them along the way. Attracting. So yeah, you're attracting them. Exactly. So when my wife and I decided let's, let's do this real estate thing again, uh, because we used to own mortgage companies, uh, but as real estate agents, the mindset was, one, we're not going to be real estate agents. We're going to be business owners in real estate. So that was the first approach. Take a business-focused approach. Well, how do we do business? Well, we've always done business the same way with a service-based mindset. So why change it? Because it's worked. And that's that's how we got here. All right. So basically, basically you were attracting what you were you were serving, but it was kind of the it was backfiring almost. Yeah, you were attracting more business, attracting more relationships. Yeah, through giving, through service. Yeah, it was backfiring in a good way. Right, <laughs> like I just had no intention of making money. I had no intention of anything. I think that was really the kicker. Like I set out with no intention other than let's just do stuff for other people, and I, I did everything I could. Now I didn't have much, but I had me. I had my time. So anything and everything I could do, I, I took that approach and did it. And then, uh, you know, the, like I was saying, it just, it turned into everything that we do. It turned into the root of how we run our business and our lives and what we aim to teach our kids and every part of who we are. It's like, if we can be service first, it's neat because most people, they think like it's a, uh, is this a trick? Yeah. Where's the, where's the hustle? Yeah, where's the hustle? The hustle? Yeah, it's just not. It's just how we've, we're not perfect. I mean, a lot of times we're not even good or great. We're just saying, look, if, does this serve? If it serves, let's do it. And we, for a lot of time, it, it was if it serves, even if it hurts me, let's do it. Now we, we don't necessarily take that approach. It's more if it serves, it's not going to hurt us. Mm-hmm. Why are we not serving? That That's the killer question right there, right? In In a good way. Why not? Like, why are we not so? Why isn't everybody just saying, "How can I go out and bless people?" Well, how's it hurt? Yeah, I think I think a lot of times people 
um, you know, we're, we're accustomed to, and I'll say myself included, you know, we're, we're raised to think, you know, what's the least I can do? Like we think of ROI. Yeah. If I spend a dollar, you know, like get a, like, then we want to, well, if, what if I only spend 50 cents? Yeah. You know, so I think that's the, the mindset that society takes is yeah. really a, what's the least. It sounds like you've been challenging people, like, what's the most you can do? What's the most you can do? Thank mm-hmm. you. And that's really it. Like, okay, so we know the least now. We figured that out. And like you mentioned, as a society, we've figured out what's the least we can do. And we've also figured out for the the, the bulk of people, we're not really happy with the results of what the least, the least yeah, is, right? So now, what is the most we can do? And then challenge yourself ahead of time because the reality is when you've decided what the most you can do is, that's the starting point. The, like Muhammad Ali was asked, how many sit-ups do you do? He said, I don't know. I don't start counting until it hurts. So what if that was our reality for everything? What was our choice sure, sure, sure. for everything? Yeah. yeah. Like when you feel like you have no more, then start counting. How many more can you do at that point? Right. When you get to that base. Yeah. It, it's it just, I don't know if it's the right way, but I know it feels good. And 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 I, I can't argue that. Yeah. You know? And you're getting and you're getting rewarded. Yeah. Okay. You're, you're getting blessed. You're getting blessed with that. What and so what was it that I mean you you touched on that phone call to your cousin? Mm-hmm. What was it that brought you to that moment? That really t- it sounds like that was a critical time yeah, that turned yeah. turn your turn finances around, turned your life around, put you on this path to the success that you're that you're on now. What what was it that that really got you there? You know I I uh, I was I was poor. I was living in uh, at that time I was living in half of a one car garage. That was like mocked up to be a studio apartment. Cost four hundred dollars a month. I never paid this guy on time ever. Uh, before that, I lived in my car. You know, like my mother doesn't even know I was living in my car for a little while. Uh, it just, I just realized that life. It, it was, it was weird because I'm smart. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. <laughs> I went to college. I, I I started college in fifth grade. I took astronomy, algebra, and computer science in fifth grade. I then went to college in 10th grade, 11th grade, 12th grade. Um, I, 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 I went away to college, realized that that wasn't for me, came home. And then it was just like this, this windfall of, I, I guess I had the wrong mindset. So the wrong, the wrong results were being, were coming to me. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it proved a lot of, like, didn't matter how smart I was. Didn't matter what I felt like I could do. Didn't matter, didn't matter, didn't matter. What mattered was what was I going to do and why was I doing it? You know, and in the end, how much more could I do and how much more was I willing to give? Whether I'm giving to you, someone else, or myself. A lot of times we don't want to give to ourselves. You know, I had, um, I have a picture of myself on my phone, okay? And someone asked me yesterday, "Do you is that a picture of you on your phone? I said, yeah, I was listening to the speaker and he said, um, you know, I don't put pictures of my, my, my wife or my kids on my phone. And, and they said, why? And said, because then every time I look at my phone, I just want to be with them and I want to do better for them. But I realize if, unless I do better for me, unless I make myself the best version of me possible, then I'm never going to be able to do good for them. So I put a picture on my phone of, of a me that I really, really look at and it inspires me. And then I go run to be that person. So I did it. I took that approach. I said, well, all right, let me go run to be the person I see in that photo. Not anyone else sees, but the person I see in that photo and what that vision is. Let's go run and be that person every day. And then, and then it's internal. It's internal. And you're, and you're doing it as opposed to, you know, again, going back to what 
you know, I've done, some people have done, is we do things for these external factors. Yeah. But once we do it for ourselves. Yeah. But not out of sticks. Yeah. We're doing out of, it, we're ultimately doing it for ourselves so that we can be more for other people. All right. So, um, it's a different approach, man, but it's not so different when we think about it. Like, it's not. It's what we all know. <laughs> yeah, no. And we know what the right thing to do is. It's hard to practice. It's yeah. been hard for me to practice a lot of the time. But it's uh, it's so ingrained in me that when I find that I'm falling off track, it's very simple for me to just jump back on. Because it's just, it's who I've been for so long, you know, so. Yeah. So that, that discipline, I mean, probably, I guess, starts with, with your habits. What is that? What is, I mean, just high level. I know you have a lot of yeah. disciplines that I've I've observed that I'm like, <laughs> like, but what are just, you know, how, like, like a, a, just a morning routine or evening yeah. routine? Like, how do you, how do you maintain this structure to be able to serve like you do? I think, um, the, the word you said there, discipline is key, right? And routine is key. I don't work well off routine. I, knowing yourself is so important because I have come to terms with the fact that this idea of, well, I'm just going to run around, do whatever I want kills me it doesn't help me at all it's for a lot of people that motivates them and that gets them going knowing yourself is important because i have tried that and all i do is gain a bunch of weight i'm unhappy i'm not the best for other people i need routine i need to know that today i'm doing this and this is how i'm doing it and everything so every morning it's it's the same morning routine you know i wake up i give thanks uh if i'm home i walk down to the second floor of my house i look down into the first floor past my family room, past my great room, past my kitchen. And I'm just like, thank you. Like, this is not, I live in an 8,000 square foot house that I 100% gutted and then designed and renovated. I used to live in my car, <laughs> you know, like, right. that, and I don't that's forget amazing. that, you yeah. know? So I give thanks. If I'm not home, I just take a second and do that. After that, I look to learn something. I, well, I make my coffee. I, I love having my coffee. Um, I sit quietly and I look to learn something. I have 10 minutes of social media light time where I go on other people's social media and I just look to engage and just be there to respond, to like, to watch, to share, whatever it is, but other people's stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and I do that every day and it's, it's clockwork. Like that I don't miss. If I miss that, something's off, right? So I just don't miss that. Uh, and, and then after that, I really look at what's my schedule going to bring me to. But what I don't look at is what's my schedule going to bring me to and when do I want to be done? I love to work and there's nothing wrong. yeah there's nothing wrong with there's it i've been saying this for years yeah, there's nothing wrong nothing wrong with the work yeah. it, we live in this world where people are like man you should you should have balance and you should this and you should that i do my balance work right today's a holiday yeah. why are you going to the office right why what do you mean why yeah. it's a holiday to who right. it just i feel like we we just what made this world great was people that said, no matter what, I'll put in the work. I will put in the effort. I will put in the drive. I will put in the commitment. And it's non-negotiable. And I feel like we've we've reversed track a bit and said, well, why aren't you relaxing enough? Why aren't you having enough fun? Who said I'm not? I am working. That is what is fun to me. That's what makes me happy. And, and I, look, I got a 14-year-old son. My daughter will be 12 in a couple weeks. Uh, I've been married for 17 years. That's a, that's a blessing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's great. And but the kicker there is people say, well, you're not spending enough time with, with these people and these people. Yes, I am, because they know the mission. Like, we don't do any business without a family meeting. 
we when we got into real estate now my kids were young they didn't know but we've we've consistently had these meetings we talked about like this is our plan this is the goal this is what it will take this is the sacrifice so even in business i have eight more years uh eight more years i'll be 50 and that's it i'm done my wife and i will travel we i will i will write more books and i will speak or my wife will give me the blessing to move into politics now i would love to be in the politics but what I know is this, my wife, we met when I was 14 and she was 13. We've been through it, okay? She has been marching to the beat of my drum for a long time. So the, the, the Phil wants to do another thing, I, it's not fair, right? So if she's like, yeah, going to politics, I'm totally cool with it. I'm going in hard. If she says, no, I like, I just. Let's take some time. We're done. Yeah. yeah. Like, we, we don't need any more. Well, then, okay. I accept. I submit. Let's go have some fun. Reluctantly or like happily, happily, okay. happily, because it 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 would be, it would be an it would mean that everything that has come before that has been a lie. Because if I am reluctantly submitting, that means that I lied to her when I said eight more years, nine more years, ten more years. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And and that's it. I mean, it really is. The day I turn fifty, it all oh, that's, that's the day. It's the what are we gonna do? Oh, that's what we're gonna do. Let's do okay. it. Okay. Well, you heard it here. You heard, heard it. We're right here. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Well, what do you what do you like to do? I mean, 14, 12, mm -hmm. 17 year marriage. You know, obviously, spending time with the family is yeah. is key. What do you like to do in addition to that outside of outside of work? Uh, outside of work, it's really it is pretty much. I have my one, which I hold. Well, I'll tell you in a sec. Uh, but sports. Surround, just like you like it's sports all the time i i messaged my wife today and said what do we got going on this weekend that's right she said lacrosse <laughs> i said for who she said both of them i said right. oh yeah well, two different locations right. exactly two different locations same exact time no one riding this uh so it, it, that's a big one it's always doing something with sports i've also coached sports for 19 years at least two seasons so okay. this is I, I just finished last basketball season i coached my son's team and that is the last year so far, that's what we're projecting that I will be ever coaching him because he's moving into high school. And I don't want to coach. High school coaching is, it's a job. It's an entire, it's a career, really. I don't want to do that. Um, and unless my daughter asks me to coach something, then I'm not going to be doing any more coaching. Uh, but so I love sports. I love watching my kids play sports. It's really neat. I watched my son in eighth grade. Play, no, he was in seventh grade play lacrosse. It's the one sport I, I didn't coach him in. The first game, I said to my wife, this is what you get to do? She's like, what do you mean? I said, I've watched Ethan the whole game. She said, yeah, he's our son. I said, Vic, I never watch Ethan. I watch every kid and coach every kid from the sideline. And I said, right. this is amazing. Like, you just get to watch your kid. Your kid. And just love what your kid's doing. Uh, so that's been really neat for me to just have that different approach. That's a cool. Um I love, you know, we have boat, love going out on the boat, relaxing. But really, my thing, if I'm not, like, hanging out at home with the family or doing something with my wife, I love to mow my lawn. It, really? It, man, I love, people say, well, why don't you have people mow your lawn? I've tried it. It's not, They don't do it right. But right. for one, they don't do it the way I do it. Well, you can find someone that could, I know. But look, bottom line is, I'm going to do it right. <laughs> okay. The but first time. The first time. And I love it. The peace. Because that's where I don't answer my phone. That's where I listen to either a book or I'll just put music on. I check out and it's such a peaceful activity and it's rewarding to me. Like I, 
I'm, no exaggeration. The number one thing I cannot wait to do when I get home from this trip is go mow my lawn. <laughs> I mean, it. Just, I love to mow my lawn. So it's different, but that's my thing. Yeah. I mean, if it gives you, I mean, uh, it's the little, I mean, the little pleasures, believe it or not, especially when you're, when you're busy, like yeah. you are, um, you know, I, I, re I, re I arranged the, um, the K cups. I put them in an order and you like it. They, I, you, no, that's weird, but that's right. That's it. You know, we, so we all have our, right, yeah. we have a thing. Yeah. So we have a thing. So, all right. So what you said, the team, yeah. the, the team right now is about, about 30, about 30 people. Um, I think we, we have an onboarding starting tomorrow for, I believe three more agents, but, um, we, so we have called about 20 mid twenties and agents and then staff. Okay. Um, and so staff is ops, media, marketing, finance, and then we have in-house mortgage. Uh, and then I have, you know, a, a joint venture with title and things like that. So full, full operation. Full operation. Yeah, full operation. So where do you see, and, and now in this, and this is, I guess, to come back a little bit, what, I mean, I guess I probably could have come backwards first, but what, where did you, you know, how long had you been licensed and what did that look like? Once you, because, you, you know, we followed the story, you 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 made the decision we're gonna make a change. You started yeah pouring into others. And is that around the time when you got it back into real estate? Well, no, not not really then in that capacity. So I, I actually um moved to doing some wholesaling. Uh and then I worked for my mother's mortgage company and then my wife and I moved to Florida uh right after we got married and then we started a mortgage company. So we had two mortgage companies there. And then after the market crashed, I left real estate for ten years. I sold all my properties. Uh, and just completely left real estate. I was very disheartened. Uh, and I was in direct sales for 10 years and did very well, sold my business. And when I was 35, I just checked out and, and just completely retired and said, I'm just going to, I'm done. I'm, I've had enough for now. Mm -hmm. Right. I've been working really hard. Right. So after about a year, year and a half, my wife started hinting towards, you know, Hey, you get on the nerves. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. 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 And that's how I was going to put right, it. But yeah. 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 You got it. Hey, you need to. I need somewhere for you to go right, in the day. So, and she had the idea of getting our real estate license and, and I jumped on board with that and then we just ran with it. So, um, that was, we're in year seven okay. of, of, of that actually. So that's amazing. Yeah. Seven years. Yeah. So what is, and she, she's like, she's a part of the team. She is licensed. She doesn't sell homes. She's our CFO. Okay. Uh, she is in 100% in charge of the money. I don't want it, but, and, and it's neat because she's in charge of the money for, for, this company, our construction company, uh, my consulting company, um, and our house. I have no idea what happens with the money. I don't want any idea. I completely trust her to do and handle everything, and, and it works for us. Yeah, and you do what you you get to do what you do best. Yes, and not be stressed about this part that I'm not really that good at. So she is. She has the college. Yeah, and sometimes when you look under the hood, you know, it's you don't know, you know, the, how the sausage is made, right? You. Like, you know, but you're, you can be distracted. So yeah, exactly. you get to do what you do best. She gets to do what she does best. And, and you guys run a lean, mean machine or a big, big a big lean machine. Lean. Yeah. Good stuff. So where do you see the, you know, the next seven years, like um, um, 30, I mean, 30 to 300, 30 to 35. Like, where do you see? Cause you got what, eight, you got a few, seven years left, but eight years You're left right. before. Oh, and I don't. I don't want to say this is how big the team will, will will be. I took that approach for a little while. Like, let's just build the team size. What I've found is I just really want the right people. Like, I've got I, – I have noticed that I need to go through anywhere from 5 to 12-ish agents 
to find one that I can start pouring into and they're going to be a killer. Like they're going to be something special. Uh, and, and we have some great agents, man. We really do. But you can look at the class of agents. I call it class because we have the, our onboarding classes. Okay. So you can look at each class and say, man, well, that was a whole class and they just washed out. The whole class washed out. There's there 90 days and none of them are here. You're right. um, and then you can say, well, look at that class. Well, all of them are still here. Uh, but I want, I want, I will give everything. But as, here's what I tell agents. What do you want to give? What percent? Of 100%, how much percent do you want to give? Well, I want to give 80%. I want to give 30%. Great. And then what I expect from you is 100% of the 30. Of the 30. Right. 100% of the 80. I'm not going to ask you for more than you want, but I'm going to ask you for everything you said you were going to give, and I'll match it. I like that. You know, I'll match it, and I'll give it. Now, you know this. The hard part is, like, people don't always look at it this way, but we give so much if if they leave or it doesn't work out, it kind of hurts, right? Yeah. It's just like, yeah. man, I'm building something. Yeah, right, I'm I'm believing in you. And uh, and you just ripped the piece of me out. Right. So uh, you, you want to be careful with that, but at the same time, I want to give everybody all of it. So, and that's that service mindset. So um, I think that in the next eight years, we'll, we'll grow in size, but more importantly, I want to grow in quality. I want agents that I know that I can, I can say to my wife, hey, do you want to go to Europe for a few weeks? And I've got true leadership that it never skips a beat. I want staff that, and this is something that we've been working on our staff. Like my staff, the whole push for us is how do I give them an ownership perspective? That is hard because they're not owners, right? But how do we, what I used to work nights when I was in high school at a gas station. And uh, I remember I was walking out with my manager in the morning and there was this pack of gum that was crooked. I'm, I'm like 16. And I said, oh, one sec. And I fixed the pack of gum. And she stopped and looked at me like I was crazy. And she's like, how much do I pay you? And it was like $4.45. It was, that was the rate. That was the rate. Wait, the sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and she said, I'm going to give you, I think it was a, a 30 cent raise. I, I was so, I mean, I, I called my mom. Like, yeah, mom, like 8 to 7%. Sometimes I said, yeah. Right? And that was a lesson to me that, that was strange to her that I stopped after I had punched out to fix a pack of gum was odd to her. And it was so odd that she recognized it and she rewarded me for it. I like that. So what can I do? I can do more than most people would do. In fact, for us, it's we look at everything. We're the new standard. People are going to start at one and they're going to aim for 10. How do we start at 10 and aim for up and just grow, grow, grow from there? So... Look, we might we might be at a hundred agents. We might be at, I don't know, thirty still. But you want, but they're but they're gonna be they're gonna the be the right thirty. Yeah, they're gonna be the or the right one hundred. The right one exactly. Just stuff. Yeah, and you don't want thirty percent of the thirty. percent No, right? Because <laughs> they <laughs> move, right. <laughs> then we're down to not. What are we down to? Nine percent. Yeah, no, no. We want if whatever you're gonna give the hundred percent of that. Then we want a hundred percent of that. Yeah, I like that. It it helps us to meet people where they are, and help. And it also helps us to help them feel valued because when you give me, like you're on the team and you, you go and you do 40 deals for the year. I'm on the team and I do five, but you set a goal to do 40 and I set a goal to do five. Well, as a leader, I want each person to feel that same level of appreciation. Well, but Melvin did 40. Why do you appreciate, you know, Phil for his five? Because 
That's what he said. That was his he goal. He honored his word. <laughs> that was his yeah. goal. He set his goal. And it took a lot. And it was a hard, it was hard work for him. But he doesn't come in the office every day. Phil, we're an in-office team. I get it, but you're not looking at Melvin's life. You're not looking at Phil's life. You're not looking li- looking at Susie's life or whoever's life. Like they have other pieces of their puzzle that maybe I don't have or you don't have. And I just want to appreciate all of that for people. Because if I don't, then they're a number. And then when they're a number, why are you a number? Because you make dollars. And then why you make dollars? Because that brings money in. Well, now I'm not serving anymore. I'm all about the money. And I don't want to be that. So That's yeah. good. good I, I'm sure. I imagine that if I took a completely different approach, I could make more money. Like if I was just dollars and cents, dollars and cents, I probably could make more money. I just don't care. Yeah, and it wouldn't and it wouldn't be as fulfilling. That's fulfilling. Exactly. Yeah. You get jaded, it would affect everything. It would exactly. affect everything. Yeah. So Yeah, the relation, the coaching. I mean, just the back I mean, nineteen years coaching. Yeah. I mean, just speaks to the you know, I, I respect the coaches. Yeah. I know you I've done, it, I've done I've coached a little bit, not nineteen years, but I, I've coached and, but you're and that's hard work. Get it. Yeah, that's yeah. hard work. Even and it's neat because um like the kids, like my son's kids, my uh, my my son's friends, my daughter's friends, they I've known them forever, <laughs> and yeah. I'm I'm Coach Phil. My son just called a moment ago, and he asked this question. In the background, one of the kids are Coach Phil. You actually believe him? Like right? <laughs> it's still, he's 14 now, but I've known them since preschool coaching them. So it's it's just really neat to have that relationship. That has to be hard coaching. I, I don't. I mean, I've coached. I don't know that I could coach my kids though. I'm too, I would, I, I was, I tried that. I mean, even just a few weeks ago and I'm not a good, I'm the, I'm the crazy, the crazy coach, dad, parent, the one that you, that everyone points to like, why is he acting like that? Yeah, no, that was me. So I, it's, it's, I think you just have to have a very different approach. Like I watch some coaches on the field and I'm a yeller. I'm gonna tell you right now. So don't, don't think I'm not the one that's not on the field. Like let's get down court get, or get down the field, whatever. But it's, Okay, that happened. Now, how do I lift you up? Good or bad, how do I lift you up? I think a lot of coaches miss that you can try and teach a lesson. They will forget it. You can lift these kids up. They'll never forget it. Like, I've got this one guy. He said uh, he he's, he was the smallest kid on our basketball team. And I said, hey, man, um, you, you've been the smallest kid for a while, right? He said, yeah. I said, think about the last five years. He's a 14-year-old boy. I said, for the last five years, you've been the smallest kid, right? He said, yeah. I said, I knew it. He said, how? I said, because you play like it. I said, when you get the opportunity to shoot the ball, you don't. When you get the opportunity to make a good pass, you don't. When you get the ball, you freeze. Because for the past five years, everyone else has been telling you one thing. You're the smallest kid. I said, what I want you to do is from today moving forward, decide what the next five years are going to be. But before you decide, forget about your height. Forget about your muscle. Just decide in your mind, who are you on the court? This kid went from refusing to shoot the ball to banging three-pointers, game-winning three-pointers, just doing it, like, because he didn't do a layup. Now he's hitting threes like it's nobody's business. It's just in his mind. He just had to say, you know what, for the next five years, I'm not going to be who they told me I am. I'm going to be who I want to be. And and it's and every time I see him now, don't forget, next five years, that's all I say to him. Yep, yep, Coach Phil, that's it. He gets it. So so in, in the end... Let's go 20 years down the line. Will he say to his son, who do you want to be in the next five years? So a coach told me one day, who do I want to be? And it changed my life. It, we all have the opportunity to do that. But a lot of us are too busy on ourselves to recognize when someone needs that. And it's just, and that's why I love coaching kids. 
Yeah, and 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 I bet, I mean, and I know that 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 nineteen years of coaching kids is very similar to, <laughs> to coaching the military. You're right. I mean, you know. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. It, no, All right, you know because you know we're we're and and small businesses, you know, consulting. It's yeah. it's the it's the same. It, it just happens to be the business of real estate. Exactly. We we it teaches you, uh, and it's weird just hearing me say it because I'm such a hard person. Like I'm very matter of fact, and I'm gonna do whatever it takes. But it teaches you how to be empathetic, uh, and 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 really to just accept where people are, and then help help them get where they want to go. Uh, I think that there's like, there's two ways. Like you either just accept someone and help them or say, no, do it anyway. Do it anyway. It never worked for me. Right. Do it anyway. It was like, I'm just mad cursing the whole time. Mm -hmm. Why am I doing this? Like, what's the point? As opposed to here's what we're going to do because you said you want to do this and here's how it's going to help you do it. Are you in? All right, then I'm in too. Let's do it together. Even my boys, when they're running, uh, I would always say, let's go. And, And I'm in a suit. Because I would I would come in the middle of my day to go coach, and I would run, I'd run with them. And look, why are you running? Because exactly. we're a team. Yeah, not, not you're the team. We're a team. So I'm a run. You you run, I run. If you do something that means we're gonna run, that means I did something. That means we're gonna run, and that's the approach that I always took. So, yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah, man. Let, let me ask you, what was the time? And um, and I know we're you know, thank you for your, your yeah. time. Um, what was a time where you had, you know, either either a, a, a client, mm-hmm. um, either an Asian client or a consumer client, yep. um, that had some, uh, you know, some adversity that that either they didn't think that they would be able to overcome, mm-hmm. and you were able to help them overcome it. And you know, I mean, I guess to speak to, you know, the 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 the, the small business owner out there, the you know, shoe repair person, the restaurant owner, the construction business owner the person who's maybe maybe having some challenge or some adversity yeah um do, do you have a, a a situation like that or a, a case study so to speak i you know you just keep it lighter because i've had agents and people call me and say look i'm they they've called me with i've got calls where i got off the phone and said well why did they call me why was i the person they called because it was so deep and so heavy but they felt like they needed someone to share it with and they shared it with me um and I wouldn't feel comfortable then sharing right. that, right? Right. Uh, but you know, I, I, I'll give you I'll give you two examples. One will be deeper. I had a mentor once who said, "Phil, uh, I just want to check on you." I said, "Well, why why did you just reach out to me?" He said, "Well, because a mentor once told me every time you think of someone, that's God telling you you should reach out to them." So I've adopted this. If I think about somebody, bam, I'm reaching out to them. Hey, how you doing? Everything good? Blah blah blah. I don't need any more. Just I'm just re. I want you to know someone is thinking of you. I did that. And a buddy of mine said, you know, I'm so happy you reached out because all day I've been, I've been thinking about killing myself. I had no clue. You wouldn't have a clue. At least you look at him and he's just, it's men, man. Like we're just gotta be strong. <laughs> he's just gotta be stronger. And it, it was a real eye opener to me. Like that was never, it was never, it wasn't me. It was God telling me what to do. And I had to be a servant. Again, goes back to service. Mm-hmm. Had to be a servant for him and reach out to his child. So that that was a big one. But uh, just on a more a business sense, uh, I had a house that, and it's funny how the world works. I rented this house when I moved back to Maryland from Florida. 
it didn't end well with the landlord. Okay. It was a like this big, it was about 5,500 square feet, so really good size house, nice house. Um, and it didn't, it just didn't end well at all. But I said to Victoria, like we could have sued them. I said, let's not, let's just find a way to leave this on and up. As best as the up we, we can. Don't burn the bridge. Let's just find a way. Now, two houses up, they own three lots up, call it two houses, three lots up. They own this giant house, like 15,000 square feet, 40 foot ceilings, just beautiful. 10 years they were trying to sell this house. They were trying to sell it when we rented. I wasn't in real estate, okay? For 10 years, finally, they called us. It's like, hey, I don't know if you remember me, but you rented my house here. I want to sell my big house with you. No one's been able to sell it. Are you up for the challenge? We sold it. Bam. This thing has been listed with every agent you can think of, but we applied our tool. So then he's like, all right, good job. You know the house you lived in? Can you sell that? Good job. You know that empty lot? Can you sell that? Bro. We sold the whole block for him. He owned three of four of the lots on the block, and we sold all of them. And I said to my wife, Victoria, I said, can you imagine if we would have sued this guy? Like, just think about how intelligent it was to just say, be the bigger person right here. It, it, it's not worth it. Because in the end, it wasn't. Not, it wasn't worth it because of what we might have lost, but it also wasn't worth it because why well, put the energy in? Like, in the end, all that energy, what would it have got us? A security deposit? Yeah. Come on. It wouldn't have got you the phone call. It wouldn't have, it wouldn't have got me. At least it, it would have been some other words on the other end. Some other words. Right. And, and we made a lot more than the security than deposit. The security deposit. So, yeah. So it's, um, that was a really, uh, that, because everyone knew the house in the area. And, and when we sold it, yeah, that was a good, yeah, that was a trophy. Yeah, that was a trophy. Yeah, absolutely. Good stuff. All right, let me, let me say, I got a, a, a quote of the door. Let's see what we got here. All right. It, it'd be easier to find if it was on an iPhone. No, actually, I tried that before. And it, it worked. You know, it didn't work that well. It's much better. You know? All right. If you work just for money, you'll never make it. But if you love what you're doing, you always put the customer first. Success will be yours. Ray Kroc. Did you, did you look for that before? How did that, is that not? Listen, it just, it just yes, it, it, they just come to me, right? <laughs> that was amazing how it worked. You know, that's a, it's a Samsung feature. And no, it's not. It's not. <laughs> definitely not. If it was, no, you barely got to turn on right there. I saw you. You couldn't see uh, no candle. Uh, you couldn't get it to work. All right, this is good. So let, let me ask you. If we were in the, you know, let's say, someone to buy or sell mm -hmm. um, or, you know, probably maybe thinking about joining your growing team yep. and be that 31st or that 101st there we go. agent on your team. Um, I understand you could, they could join your team from anywhere in the country. Yeah. Right. Yeah. How would, how would we reach you? So anywhere, uh, like you said, anywhere in the country, anywhere in Canada, uh, you can reach me at, just email me one, you can email Phil Gertis at the Gertis team.com uh, or you can call me or text me at 443-775-3906. Um, or look at me on social at Phil Gerdes, G-E-R-D-E-S, uh, anywhere on all the social platforms. Good stuff, man. All right. All right. I appreciate it, man. Pleasure. Yeah. All right. Great. Good. Yeah. Appreciate you. Thank yeah. You. Thanks, man. Thanks, guys.